You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome one and all to Blunt Business on CannabisRadio.com. I'm happy to welcome back a return guest from January 2019. Uh, He runs the leading enterprise commerce technology platform for the cannabis retail and supply chain industry. I welcome back the CEO of Trees, T-R-E-E-Z. The CEO is John Yang. John, welcome back. Thank you, Jorge. Thank you for having me again. It's, uh, It's been a long time since we last spoke. Yeah, and you know, it was during a time where just getting to learn a lot of different companies that were coming into the space that uh, various areas, especially with ERP, say enterprise uh, commerce platforms, we've had, obviously there's been a lot of talk when it comes to the technology, the changes, and really looking at how many markets you have now to work from and looking with different cannabis control boards and figuring out, okay, what's going to be, what I've said lately with a lot of, you know, software as a service type platforms, you know, are they going to be working alongside metric? Is that going to be the universal standard? Will there be universal standard across the board? And then also talk to a company uh, on our grassroots marketing show about, you know, universal uh, codes. So if there's a QR code, that's going to be added in. That's like a universal UPC code. Will that be something that will be a universal standard that comes across? So it's a matter of those companies that are parallel in the whole seed to sale tracking compliance universe for when it comes for seed to sale and then figuring out okay where do all these companies fit in are they going to communicate to one universal platform and will they also take these other universal traits that are coming forward that's the thing i've been looking at right now where and honestly that's the first question what do you think about the fact that we are starting to see a parallelization among platforms and seeing where everybody has to communicate at least in one play, it's that Salesforce model that's able to communicate with all different platforms to create one strong communicative service. Yeah, look, the needs are the same, right? These are retailers. They're not normalized retailers, right? We're always under-resourced and have a lot of market nuance uh, and sometimes don't even have access to traditional software like ERPs of the NetSuite or SAP varieties. Um, But again, the needs are the same. We're dealing with inventory. We're dealing with sales. We're dealing with commerce. We're trying to open up a new industry. And that means the ecosystem has to come together and band together uh, to certain degrees. 
you know, sometimes we need to integrate with our competitors. They might be of a seed to sell variety that has a point of sale, and we're just solely as trees focused on the point of sale and therefore focused on the retailers. Um, but these retailers deal with a supply chain, deal with wholesalers. They may be on different platforms, but if that in integration cuts down the noise, unifies commerce, and that if that means ultimately a joint QR code or a UPC of sorts, then that's what we do, right? We operate always with the lens of our retailers in mind and at heart, um, and that therefore have this very open ecosystem offering to to really get the ecosystem banded together. And recently, Trees has gone over undergone some updates to the platform. You're offering now exclusive advanced access to select cannabis retailers to experience your retail analytics and integration hub products. So for context, just so everybody is aware, the integration hub unlocks access to integrations with best in breed technology providers from cannabis and beyond, including enterprise grade CRMs, business intelligence communication software, ERPs, and supply chain software solutions. So with systems like Odoo or Salesforce, SAP, NetSuite, and others, you're bringing all their tools into one integrated platform, and that platform now is expanded into eight states. So that is the idea. I mean, where you have to have something that's going to be able to communicate fluidly and have it where it can be all in one. And it's always the, the difficult part is to try to make that so that you don't have to go ahead and have multiple different platforms or different services to go ahead and communicate and get everything together, compartmentalized and able to report have the data that you need all in one place. Yeah, on the integration hub, it's to, to make it easier. You know, we've always had one of the best in grade open APIs or RESTful APIs. Uh, you could go today for the listeners, go to code code.code.trees.io and look at those APIs. We've had those since inception, um, but it's not so easy, right? Like to consume APIs, you need developers, you need a tech team, uh, you need to invest in them to support, uh, support it. Um, and we have to support it, the operators have to support it, or the uh, the middleware or the middleman has to support it. Um, it's just a, a somewhat of an undertaking to consume the raw APIs. Now, they may, there may be good reasons and workflows that people still take that route, but with the introduction of the integration hub, we're making it easier. These are connectors, right? Think of it as a Zapier. If, if the listeners have um, used Zapier before, you're connecting dots. Um, and the starting point is easier, right? We have all the trees APIs uh, open up as connectors. Uh, the end result could be a bunch of different systems, some of which you mentioned that's already out of the box because there's no need to reinvent the wheel and how we integrate into a SAP or NetSuite. A lot of this has been done uh, through and through, um, but potentially, you know, where do we invest further in the integration hub? Potentially, we need to make a, a connector investment into a C to sell software, right? Into a loyalty provider, something that's more unique to our space that's not as prevalent uh, and out of the box. And those are the commitments we will continue to make within the integration hub. But for a end user of it, for a customer, it's connecting dots. It's, it's, it's dragging and dropping different components, whether it's a customer, it's a sale, it's a product, uh, and maybe uh, whatever that end result is, uh, is dragging it to the, to the other corresponding systems within the tech stack. Now, also your company recently acquired Swifter. So payment solutions platform, and now you'll be able to provide embedded partner-powered fintech solutions for more transparency, stability, and better processing rates for retailers. And you'll be able to leverage and further build upon the Swifter technology, allowing more traditional banks and fintech providers to more easily enter the space 
because we're still waiting for the Safe Banking Act. And as you know, as we record this program, it's the end of uh, December, right before Christmas and New Year's. Lame duck session to Congress. They weren't going to get to this, the, the Safe Banking Act to a vote, nor were they going to get to legalization. So for anybody that had that mindset that maybe, you know, you might see something come across the woodworks all of a sudden, no. For whatever reason, you know, that that kind of legislation, I'm starting to, I just did an end of year episode solo, and I put down the idea that, and I don't know if you, you know, what you think about this, John, but I came up with a bold prediction. I think, you know what? As long as we have this kind of gridlock going on in Congress and, you know, regardless, you know, the bills that we have for cannabis legalization or for financial reform, they're ready. You know, it's just a matter of, okay, they haven't put to a vote yet. And as long as they haven't been put to a vote, that's okay. At least the bills are intact. They are what we want, essentially, on both ends. It's just who's going to go ahead and finally come across and say, okay, it doesn't matter how much money, lobbying money is being given to Congress. It doesn't matter what... Uh, anybody thinks about the fact that it's a the right thing to do. It's just Congress is going to use it as a back pocket whenever they need it. So they can wait three to five years if they want to. And honestly, I think that's what they're going to do. That's where. You know, so if anybody thinks that we're going to have that down the line, so that means, more importantly, that trees having this Swifter Payment Solutions platform and be able to go ahead and communicate and work with banks and fintech providers. In the meantime, we have more of a ramp of space for more of services like this because we shouldn't be expecting relief anytime soon from congressional leaders. Yeah. It's a lot to unpack there, but you're absolutely right. Like we, we keep getting tricked into this false hope of something like safe pa passing. What is this? The eighth or ninth iteration of it. Right. Um, but that's not the end all be all, right? Like the end all be all is just normalized merchants, normalized retail operations. What do traditional retailers get access to? They get banking, they get lending, they get payroll, uh, and they're not tasked with a very limited supply of fintech providers uh, and banks that's pro providing these services. Um, but just because the SAFE Act didn't pass, there isn't an absence of banks and providers supporting the space. In fact, that number has multiplied over, especially over the, the last four years since we spoke. Um, and we're working hard with this Swifter acquisition to Go direct to the source, right? We want to be the conduit to allow these fintech providers and especially the banks to offer bank accounts, normalized bank accounts, to offer debit cards for these merchants, to offer lending and payroll and all these normal services. Yes, the pool is smaller, right? It's not all across the board, all banks. And then never might be like this. All banks don't support uh, like other industries like tobacco or alcohol, like they're still limited. That pool is still going to be small. It's still cannabis may forever be deemed high risk merchant processing and banking, but the supply of these providers will grow. There's some today and we are getting in front of them and getting access to them We're, with something like safe passing there, that supply will increase. Uh, and then with more normalizations to come, hopefully from Congress, uh, more and more of that supply will enter the space. But when they enter the space, they need a partner, a distribution partner that allows them to tap quickly tap into uh, this industry. And for us, again, we represent the retailers. We want to offer retailers every normalized tool uh, that can be possible. And actually, with New York being uh, greenlit for adult use legalization this past year, you know, I would also imagine I wouldn't heard heard a lot from a lot of financial institutions based in New York City or based in New York State that are wanting to service that such a large market and say, okay, you know what? We're going to overlook the fact that 
we would like safe harbor with the Safe Banking Act. And I'm sure other banks, even the American Bankers Association has signed off on it. But and no matter what, credit unions, other financial institutions, they are looking to play ball. And there's some that continue to come in every day. It might be a steady stream of banks or financial institutions that are offering, you know, some cadre of financial services. But that's where what you're working with right now is very helpful because you're also bridging that gap. And the, the data and the information is going to help out in that respect. We're going to come back, John, and talk more because I want to go ahead and talk about the issues with the cannabis retail experience and scalable fintech and payment solutions to optimize customer experience and meet customers where they are today. We're going to talk about that point uh, from a story uh, in Crunchbase. Plus, you spoke of the Business of Cannabis event by Prohibition Partners. You spoke on a panel about technology and innovations that make cannabis tick. What is next? So we'll find out what you said about that coming up after a short break. Rolling into some sponsors, but we'll be right back with more Blunt Business. You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, <laughs> I could really use Current. <laughs> I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to Blunt Business. I'm here with John Yang, CEO of Trees.io, T-R-E-E-Z.io. Find all information about the uh, retail analytics and the integration and the hub that we talked about earlier in the program, the Trees Integration Hub. Talking about all the things that were all combined once together. So if you want to go and take a look at that, also the things you're doing with Swifter integrated into the, her, the whole service, Trees.io. And let's go and continue here. So John, you spoke with Crunchbase. And you told them that, quote, we're tackling the challenges faced by dispensaries in normalizing the cannabis retail experience by bringing forward scalable fintech and payment solutions to optimize the customer experience and meet consumers where they are today. The article written was about how cash is generally a problem for most sellers. It's harder to integrate cash payments with point-of-sale systems, making it harder to track what was sold and how much of it was sold, and affecting the cannabis industry's ability to understand inventory and what's doing well in the market. It also makes dispensaries susceptible to theft. 
We've heard this for years. What is the end all be all to taking cash out of the situation? We've heard about blockchain solutions, other areas to go with, but you know, to keep going along and just saying cash needs to be used concurrently, or can we just get off of it altogether? Yeah, cash is a hurdle. Um, when we spoke in 20, early 2019, uh, 90% of all sales was cash. Uh, today, it's closer to 65%. Um, and so what's the Delta made up of? Well, it's integrated Pendeta solutions, ACH solutions, not credit cards yet, um, but solutions that take less cash uh, or take cash away from the equation, right? Because you know, many people don't carry cash. It's a burden to carry cash. It's certainly a burden to have to walk up to the ATM machine to get some cash withdrawal and then go up to the counter to purchase. Uh, from an e-com experience, from a digital experience, cash isn't great. Uh, and cash causes all sorts of inefficiencies in uh, allocating a purchase ahead of time online. You can't do that with cash. Um, abundance of cash and what you do with it, where do you store it, how do you deposit it, does it go to theft? It's all sorts of uh, nuisance. Um, so what's the end all be all? It's what I said earlier, right? Like when this industry is normalized and just credit card processing, there's traditional banking, deposits are seamless. Then we're going to get into what a, a, what a retailer, a normalized retailer deals with. Until then, us as a software provider, we need to be pragmatic in how we help solve some of the problems. Integrated payment solutions go a long way, um, but that still uh, doesn't account for the 65 to 70% of cash that still is being utilized for every purchase. So to combat that, we're building in workflows, uh, checkpoints, countermeasures on the cash intake and therefore the subsequent counts uh, and the end of shifts and the reconciliation. Um, with the Swift acquisition, we're trying to tap into traditional bank accounts that might come with some cash pickups and to just ease the burden of storing the cash on site. That's always a, a concern. Um, and also just surfacing, we didn't touch on this on the retail analytics side before the break, but that's a that's a big offering. Having a real-time visibility uh, across all your stores down to the cash register, down to the touch point between the butt tender cashier and then the end consumer, and having a surface that to the operator, to the controller, to the mothership, to whoever needs access to it, and therefore empowering every stakeholder to uh, grow the business together, those are visibility and the tools needed while we still deal with a world of cash transactions. And we're getting the cashless technology. It's now, that's just a given. It's default. And, you know, anybody wants to go and pay with Apple Pay, that's pretty common right now. Any kind of uh, credit card service that you have out there, anybody that might be at a retailer and they're ready to go and make their purchase, that's what's going to go. So trying to get to you to hold on the cash, it's a very antiquated feel to it. And I, I understand for some it's a necessary evil, but to whatever you have to do, that 65% number is way too high still. So there have to be companies out there at this point in time you can't go with cash anymore. It's time to get off of that altogether. There are obviously cashless solutions out there. Unless you feel like there's a reason, there's a personal onus for it. It's just like an old-fashioned kind of security to go ahead and just say, okay, we're going to just take cash and we'll deposit it as, as such and go with that. That's fine. But I still think cashless as much as you can in every, every aspect of business is where to go now. Uh, now, at the business of cannabis, so this is, I want to say it was back either September or October, uh, Prohibition Partners hosted the event, and you spoke on a panel titled The Technology of Solutions, or Innovations, excuse me, that make cannabis tick what's next. So you said self-service, quote, will be a huge game changer. 
Now we know in like, you know, the fast service industry kiosks and, and various ways to, you know, the sign in and things like that, that's becoming very commonplace. So how does self-service integrate into the industry here as you see it? Some components of it could be kiosks, um, but really what I mean by the self-service is the education part, right? When you enter a dispensary, um, on average, we're, we're looking at around five to 600 different product SKUs. That's a lot, right? That doesn't do uh, the term Chinese menu any justice. The Chinese menu might only get to 100 different items to pick from. Mm -hmm. 600 and 600 of that changes every month. Wow, that's uh, very difficult to make a decision. And when you get in front of a butt tender or a sales associate, you know, in a span of 10, 15 minutes, how much can they actually convey? How much can they actually recommend? How much can they actually educate? So without self-service, the consumers will never be able to fully tap into the space, learn all the products, learn from the brands, learn from potentially the lab results and the compounds behind every product and why it ultimately drives the effects uh, in a repurchase decision or the right outcome and, and positive output that some of these consumers are looking for. So that's what I mean by self-service. It's a combination. It's 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 touching on some of the supply chain QR code aspects you brought uh, up before. Um, it's touching on some some payments, some ability to educate, pay, uh, and check out seamlessly. It's potentially including some kiosk partners that has the have the cash vending machines or can even sometimes output the devices themselves, like a traditional uh, vending machine uh, at any grocery outlet or a retail outlet. Um, it's a combination, but self-service as a theme um, is the goal. Um, and we have a really good opportunity here in the cannabis space to revolutionize how retail commerce is done, right? Like, you know, I, I talked about it at the uh, at the conference. Mm -hmm. In shopping at a, at a dispensary, it, the conversion array is closer to grocery shopping. When you go to a grocery, 90% chance are higher, you're buying something. You're really, it's very far few between chances of you just going uh, around looking at things that just leave. But for retail, traditional retail, because you don't know, understand what the consumer is and because purchasing decisions is a little harder for higher price products, um, it's only about 20%. That's a good conversion rate to have. So dispensaries is closer to grocery. The average order value is pretty high at $70 or more, depending on the market. Um, we can cut through some of that noise, that labor, that uh, lack of education with some self-service components. And a lot of it will be through uh, our offerings that power downstream solutions, that powers a kiosk operator, right? That powers some other content engine. Um, and so that's that's what I mean by the, the self-service component. Now, you may wonder, like, could this education be learned from some marketplaces out there? You could, but you're also trying to learn uh, about products that somehow gets all four and a half of five-star ratings. So if all thousands of products all get high ratings, how are you actually learning? Um, you might as well figure out how to learn within the compound of the dispenser you chose to enter or the site that you chose to, to bring up on your phone and your device, uh, then figure out what's actually in stock and learn from just the five, six, 600 SKUs. That's already too much for you to consume all at once. The adoption level that's out there for those that might be looking to be new into the product space and, and just getting into the dispensary and getting a familiar with what is out there. But that's also because to me, the role of the bud tender has to change. Right now, you know, bud tenders and those that are in the front line trying to go ahead and persuade and trying to go ahead and, you know, make the purchases, help to make the customers get the right purchases as possible and get as much as sold as they can. You know, there there's a lot of people that are still worried about, like, unionization to try to get paid properly. But that's also because the bud tenders need to be 
trained differently. Like it's, there, I always felt like if there was more of a pharmacy system and you weren't so much about having your butt tender have to be a sommelier or like a, or a bartender in a way, they would rather just be knowledgeable about what's going on instead of being able to say, well, here's what I think about it when you try it. I think it's just to be a, that's a different look. So the qualifications, the requirements that the butt tenders need now should be changed. Because I think the way it might have been looked at at the beginning is different now. I just think that your butt tenders, you know, first of all, give them the benefit of the doubt. They probably know a lot more than they do from a more of a scientific sense, more of a technical sense if they've grown it themselves or they're very much intact with the cultivation side. But I think that's one of these habits is that, okay, if you're going to make where the sales side, the kiosks are going to come into play, self-service can do all that for you. But then it's a matter of that persuasion and the knowledge base, because, you know, we can put education in front of people as much as we want, but we got to have somebody that's basically there like a human encyclopedia or like a Wikipedia right in front of them that can help people understand what they're getting their hands on and what might be better options that they'll buy more of. But I think that's what, I don't know. You tell me what you think. Yeah, I agree with that, right? Like we roll back time when it was still a cottage industry. Uh, these butt tenders had less to recommend. They're dealing with 20 or 30 products, if that. That was easier to consume, try, and be able to support uh, and make a recommendation. I think the role of butt tender is still important today, but it does need to evolve and change. It's important because as a new consumer that doesn't know anything, it's more likely than not that you go into a, a, a dispensary to be educated, to have some recommendations. And who better to do it than the person at the counter that's been working at this industry for, for quite a while longer than and the John, actual consumer? The way you bring that up is a good way to put it because you know what? For the craft cannabis industry, when they're doing small batches and they only have a certain amount of flowers that they actually do in the first place, when they get to say, okay, here's our showcase of four or five strains that we do. That is much more feasible for your standard bud tender to do than that have is. them putting them in a big corporate dispensary where they're dealing with, you know, a dozen or a half dozen products out there and they can't possibly keep up. That, that's right. And I see the role of the bud tender evolving because there's still that need to be a starting point. But after that, are you going to go back to the same bud tender? Are you going to go back to the same dispensary? Uh, or how do you enable yourself to educate yourself to kind of try different things and learn on your own? That's a part of self-service component that's still missing today. Yeah. Not a real answer, but like I said, this discussion that needs to be had. And when I did a year, a year in an episode, we talked about the fact that unionization continues to be something that might be a, as a buzzword for bud tenders and for those, you know, employees, especially with inflation, especially with, the job market, it's going to be volatile in 2023. The cannabis industry is going to get hit with this too. Tech might have gotten hit with this. Media has been hit with this. Various other large industries have been hit with this so far. Cannabis is going to have to find it in, in some case. That's going to happen too because no matter how much revenue is coming in, you know the companies are going to want to continue to keep that bottom line strong, especially if they're somewhat publicly traded. I'm here again with John Yang, CEO of Trees. That's T-R-E eez.io make sure to go and take a look at the website if you want to get yourself a scheduled demo you want to learn about the platform and everything that goes with it check there check there on the website as we go to break we'll be right back with final questions rolling into some sponsors but we'll be right back with more blunt business 
Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And we're back with final questions with John Yang, CEO of Trees here on Blunt Business. Now, Trees, John, still holds the largest market share in California, surpassing the competition time and time again as the go-to choice for dispensaries. Um, You're setting yourselves apart with retailer success, coupled with data and analytics capabilities that increase monthly profit margins by an average of 33% and an open API platform. So as we wrap things up, let our listeners learn about where they can learn more and how they can get a demo of your platform, all the things they should be doing when they go to your website. Yeah, completely. First of all, the website, trees, T-R-E-E-Z dot I-O. That's how you contact us. That's how you schedule a demo. That's how you learn more. Um, you know, we're very grateful to be supporting this industry, uh, to watch this industry kind of continue to thrive, even with dire times these days. But it's a lull. It's going to get better. And we know this industry's uh, is permanent here to to be for for the next decades to come. Um, it's going to re- require purpose built software, and it's going to require purpose built software with just a single mindset, right? For us, that's the retailer. Retailers are super important to the growth of this industry, and will forever be dedicated to their needs, and that's going to be reflected in our software. Whether that's the point of sale, whether that's payments, whether that's data, these are all components that a traditional retailers need. And so as you watch us evolve, I mean, when we had this conversation in 2019, we were only in two markets. Uh, now we're in 14, and we're going to grow that. Uh, we had our Series C round. Uh, we were lucky enough to complete uh, Q1 of this year, uh, and we're going to put that to good use. Um, you're going to see more and more of our new product offerings evolve and come out and ship, and you know, no better place to find it than through our website. John, it's great to go and patch back up almost four years later, and obviously – the story continues. We'll definitely keep a track on what you're doing and it's wonderful to go in here. So thanks again for being on with us. Really appreciate you taking time out. Likewise, Jorge. Thanks for having me. Let's not wait another 40 years before we uh, get back together. No worries. We'll definitely keep in touch beforehand. And listeners, thanks for listening into the Northern Blood Business. We'll talk to you next time. The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast, republication, or retransmission of this program without proper consent is prohibited. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. 
Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.